think this is some kind of game? Yeah, now we're playing. You're playing, I'm at work. Seems like you love your job. <laughs> Don't I get dinned first? I'll feed you yourself. <laughs> Careful. That cable hits us, we'll bluff right. I knew I felt a spark between us. I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse! Dun, dun, dun. Welcome back to Sexy Cat ASMR, brought to you by Halle Berry. Brought to you by Chaos. Stick with us as we watch a Oscar-winning actress eat cans of tuna out of the tin and try and to... Uh, catnip? Yeah, and smell her hand really weirdly. There's a <laughs> lot to unpack. Uh... As they say, there's a lot to unpack here, but let's just throw away the whole suitcase. Yikes. Or in this case, let's let's tear it apart and really see what's in here. Well, the cat's out of the bag. Ah. We're doing the movie Catwoman from 2004. You know it. You love it? I don't know. I love that it exists. Me too. This is like, I hesitate to even say it's like a relic of its time. I don't know what it's a relic of. It's not of its time. It's a relic of a weird age of superhero movies, more so than like anything else that we've watched. I mean, what else came out right around here? We had Fantastic Four come out the next year. X2 was the year before with Halle Berry. Yeah, I mean, we have the whole X-Men series starting in 2000 that was a much better caliber. Batman Begins is either this year or the year after. That never makes sense, though, when we're, t- when we're going back in time. No. Do we have um Ghost Rider might be the next year. Something? Yeah, Hell- I think the first Hellboy came out. I maybe, just... maybe a year after, maybe this year. Uh... I feel like, before we really get into it, they were like, okay, we saw Michelle Pfeiffer do this role. We loved it, but we can't do what Michelle Pfeiffer did. Of course not. So we're going to take the weirdest parts of that and make a movie out of it. Yeah. But yeah. not do like any Michelle the- Pfeiffer-ness of it all. And this is not a, a, a claw against Holly Berry uh-huh. because it was, it was almost worse that she was a good actress in this, <laughs> if that makes sense. It, yeah. Like she was so like genuine that I was like, oh God. Like it You wanna be like, oh I'm so sorry that you're doing this. And like she just did everything. Like she went all out on it. And I just was like, oh God, what were you thinking at the time? Like when presumably these men were asking you to do these things. Uh, I I found myself wondering that so many times throughout the the absolute madness that This movie starts out insane. I would argue that it keeps up that insanity. Although, like, sometime in the last 40 minutes, I started kind of... uh, My mind was wandering, which I guess meant there wasn't enough weird cat stuff happening. Yeah, I mean, the whole background of this movie just boggles the mind on how it ended up being made. It was supposed to originally be a Michelle Pfeiffer starring spinoff that Tim Burton created a screenplay for, had a whole idea for it, 
and I think had turned it into the studio on like the day that Batman Forever or something was scheduled to come out. And he he realized that it was something of a mistake because, I mean, Tim Burton knew that the studio was trying to make the franchise more family friendly because I think he I think he executive produced at least Batman Forever. So he knew what was going on and he was like, this Catwoman script is not family friendly. Like, this is not what they want. Probably was even darker but it was supposed to have Michelle Pfeiffer as a continuation of that character. Honestly, if Michelle Pfeiffer had been in this exact version, I think it would have been better. I because agree. it's it's based on her. You can tell, even if it's not like the same script, you can tell it's like based on like what she was doing, which was chaotic. Like what she decided to do in oh, Batman Returns definitely. was its own thing. And so like trying to have Holly Berry do a Michelle Pfeiffer almost impression wasn't a good call, but then also her not be the same character that Michelle Pfeiffer was. It's such a weird in-between that makes nobody happy because people that liked Michelle Pfeiffer are like, well, where's Michelle Pfeiffer? Like, why are we having, why are we rebooting Catwoman when we had a perfect Catwoman? And it's like, well, we're, we're doing this reboot of Catwoman and it's not even Catwoman. Like, who the hell is Patience Phillips? Yeah, where's Selena Kyle? At least I thought when we met the Ophelia Powers woman, her name was going to be Selena. Yeah, like some... Or at least one of the fucking cats could have been named Selena. Yeah. Instead, we just get like a picture of her like in this like catalog that she has of past cat women, I guess. I don't know. Like, as you all may know, I like to talk out of turn. I don't know the comics, but, like, are there other cat women with different names in the comics other than Selena Kyle? There might be. Like, I feel like there are a lot of superheroes that have, like, other... Like, some other people have taken up the name, but, like, as a casual DC fan, like, Selena Kyle is Catwoman. Every other interpretation of Catwoman has been Selena Kyle. So I don't know why they thought... Including our most recent Zoe Kravitz in The Batman. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and we're, of course, going into this with having seen The Batman most recently, but also having watched all the other ones. So we've got several interpretations in mind, and this is just, you know, it, it just, it, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. This doesn't feel like... It's not Catwoman. It's just, it's just some rando. It's an honestly... Mentally unstable person <laughs> moving throughout the world. It is. I actually, so we we watched it yesterday, and I'm kind of glad we took a day, a beat, to before we recorded. We were a little delirious afterward. I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about Michelle Pfeiffer in particular. As I was going to bed last night, I must have been having nightmares about this. <laughs> I was like... The reason that Michelle Pfeiffer's worked is because the world that they created of Batman was already not a realistic world. Like, we were already operating in Gotham City, for Tim, one thing. Tim Burton's Wonderland. Yeah, Tim Burton's world. Like, things are not normal here. And in this movie, we are in regular New York City. Everyone I, is living. I guess. They never say what it is. Well, whatever. Like, we're living in a regular city. People are living their normal lives. There are presumably no other supernatural things happening except for, like, an ointment can turn your skin into marble. But not really. (laughs) Like, 
So she is the only one operating on this level. And um, that doesn't work. That doesn't work for me, at least. It doesn't work for anybody. It doesn't work for whatever they were trying to do. But that's why I decided, like, fundamentally this movie didn't work because she was not in a world where a Catwoman exists. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. It would have been so easy to just keep everything else but be like, yeah, we're in Gotham. Like, don't worry about it. You're not going to see Batman in here. The movie's called Catwoman. But yeah, we're in Gotham. Because, and I was thinking about this because, like, the Anne Hathaway and the Zoe Kravitz Catwoman are not really cats. They are just cat burglars. They have no cat abilities that we know of. Right. And that's um, fine. Right. It's weird having the whole historical <laughs> cat thing is super weird. But I was going to say, like, they're in a reality-based world. Yes. So, like, of course they don't. None of the other people in that world have heightened abilities. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like they just, the whole thing with Michelle Pfeiffer dying and then being surrounded by cats in an alleyway, they were like, let's take this and ratchet it up like 800 notches and also start the movie with a weird like slideshow of cats throughout history. Oh, you mean this one? This movie. I just mean like they took like that one scene oh, from right. Michelle Pfeiffer and they they went all in. Yeah, so um, maybe we'll actually talk about the movie. Sure, we can do that. I... Did not know anything about this movie going into it. Yeah, I knew one. I had seen one scene, which you were very excited about. It lived up to what I remembered. Um, and so when the credits start, I was like, "I'm sorry, are we? <laughs> is this a history lesson on cats in Egypt? And maybe the worst history lesson ever." Terrible. It, I got nothing. I got nothing. Like at one point, there was just like Times New Roman on like this like you know, parchment-y paper that just said, like, a type of cat. And I was like, is that supposed to be, like, ancient text? Or did they, like... This is... What? Look, this is, like, we are seeing, at one point in the movie, Halle Berry does some of her own detective work onto the history of cats. And... No, she read someone else's... She uh, goes on Google and just types oh, in right. cats in history. <laughs> And it's like this whole thing, it keeps like flashing back to her, like with this look in her face. I'm like, what are you doing? Like just going on Wikipedia and searching cats. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, not the musical. I'm not interested in that. Well, so when those credits start, I was like, okay, heavy Egyptian vibe. So much so that the title credit where it says Catwoman has like a pyramid thing in it. I was like, that's, I've never seen that before. (laughs) And I've seen like the Catwoman like uh, poster. Um, so I was kind of excited. I was like, maybe they're doing like, um, this is going to be a kind of a deep cut. Like Kristen, um, Kristen Wiig's character in Wonder Woman 1984, where she's like, re- like that is her job is to research like whatever artifact things. And she comes across this thing in her research. So I was like, oh, maybe they're doing something like that in this. Like somebody is researching ancient cats and that's like how this all happens which is not exactly the plot like there was no need to have the egypt thing i guess no like absolutely none at all there was honestly no need to have this ophelia powers woman no they just made up this lore for no reason like, I don't know why they did that. I thought I was in an episode of Charmed slash the Sabrina it's, the Teenage Witch. That woman's house was so charmed. 
Ophelia Power's house. Yeah. Like, I don't... They created lore that didn't exist for a character that didn't exist and then did a half-assed job, like, implementing it, and I don't know why. Catwoman would have been one of, like, the bad guys in an episode of Charmed. And not even, like, a big episode. Like, episode 12. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you're, you're halfway through the season and you're like... Do I really want to watch the next 12 episodes? They're like, oh my God, there's a woman that's dressed up as a cat. <gasps> oh my gosh. She it's robbed like a, a jewelry store. It's a it's a curse. We have to undo it. Like, And it would have been through Prue's office because she's the art dealer thing. Of course. We all know Charmed. So anyway. That's early Charmed too. Digress. <laughs> uh, but no, instead we got an hour and 45 minutes of the cursed cat protagonist. And... A couple of my notes from the beginning. Well, one is just this movie starts off super weird. I said, I hope it stays this way. I got my wish. We also have Alex Borstein showing up. Very excited. Which I was not. She was one of the only people that I, I mean, it was Halle Berry, her and Sharon Stone were the only people that I recognized in this cast. You had a couple more people. You knew the, you knew the cop. Mr. Congeniality himself. (laughs) But I was not expecting Alex Borstein in this. Very unexpected. Great, great touch. Delighted. Um, like, uh, yeah, probably the best character. I also really did like Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone was great. She was she was so villainous. I I did enjoy her in this. Um, you know, she was. I would say that most of the actual no, that's not true. Sharon Stone and Halle Berry have better things to do than this. This was a disservice to both of their careers. Well, I think it was meant to be a big thing. Well, kind of, but I was reading about it, and my understanding was that in 2004, there was going to be a Batman versus Superman movie that kind of had a story that was similar to the newer one, but it was going to maybe have... um, I'm not sure who was going to be playing Superman. They They were in talks. never made it that far. But it got canceled. It kind of fell apart before it even made it to the studio, I think. And they were like, we need to put out something else. Because they knew that Batman wasn't going forward. They didn't have... Well, Batman was coming out the next year. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. But they were like, we got to get something out in 2004. So what are we going to do? And they were like, fuck it. Catwoman movie. Like, get it out. Like It kind of was like a a mid-season replacement on TV. It was like a movie equivalent. So I don't know how they talked them into doing this. I mean, they must have just paid them a lot. Either that or it was like, it's superheroes. Like, it's going to yeah. Well, gonna that's kind of well. what I was thinking. And, like, obviously, Holly Berry's already doing X-Men. I don't know how much Sharon Stone was doing at this point. Like, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that much about Sharon Stone's career. So, um, She looked amazing. But... Um, they did the same thing with Michelle Pfeiffer where, like, we've got these, like, costuming folks trying to make a gorgeous, like, basically model look drab. Yeah. And that's what they were doing with Holly Berry at the beginning of this. And it yeah, was, like... Yeah, do your best to make Holly Berry look... They put her in this, like, artist smock and, like, I guess gave her, like, long hair. Like, long hair would make her, like, not look Like, good. oh, yeah. Oh, she's gross. They, like, put her in, like... This They're, bad way. They make fun of her, like, fashion and stuff. I'm like, guys, it's not working. It didn't work for Michelle Pfeiffer either. Yeah, no. Like, Michelle it Pfeiffer, worked a her... little bit better. They had her in big glasses Yeah, or but, like, come on. Um, <laughs> but, no, like, she's still, like, like, there's this one part in the very beginning where Alex Bernstein is, like, putting on the cream, and she's like, do you want any? And I'm, like, looking at Holly Berry's 
flawless <laughs> skin. Like, flawless. Like, not even a freckle. Not that a freckle would be a flaw, but, like, it is just the most smooth thing in the world. And I was like, why would you even offer this woman <laughs> some cream for her face? Like, don't, don't insult her. I have no idea how old Holly Berry is. It doesn't matter because I think she probably still looks like that. Oh, yeah. So that was a failure on their part. <laughs> Earlier when you were talking about the city being New York, and I was like, it's not. Because they never say it. We have no idea where any of this is happening because every time they do like an establishing shot, it's all CGI. There's like nothing real about this movie, which I guess like makes sense for, for the atmosphere that they were creating. So good on them. Also, the soundtrack of this movie was like 90% generic stuff that I didn't recognize, but they were playing some Hoobastank <laughs> in the beginning. And I was like, this is the most 2004 shit ever. Um, if you're not familiar with Hoobastank, they did the song The Reason, which was, you know, a big, that was a big rock radio hit back in the day, which I hated. But, you know, this was, Everyone that's a sign of the that. times. I, there's got to be Hoobastank fans out there. No, I, I meant in this. Oh, like. well, definitely in this. No one deserves to have to listen to it that loud. I mean, my my notes on this just bounce all over the place. I don't know if you have anything else specific in the beginning, but... Why is her name Patience and not Selena? I, I don't know. It must have just been, like, when, when they were like, well, we're not going to do it with Michelle Pfeiffer. Someone must have been like, well, Michelle Pfeiffer, like, was Selena Kyle, so we can't just, like, reboot Selena Kyle. So we're just, we're just going to make up somebody else. I don't know. It's just, like, a weird name, too. Like, it doesn't, I, I don't know. Also, like, you could not pay me any sum of money to climb out and stand on a window AC unit to rescue a cat that's not even mine. Also, the cat, the cat seemed will, fine. The cat is fine. Cats like to climb on stuff. Have you ever, have you not heard that they have nine lives, patients? You do not. Well, I guess you got two. It's not, and you didn't know that you had two. So you're risking your life for what? Like, you got shit to do. Your, your career's on the line, and this is what you do? It was a test. I, yeah. And she passed, I sure. guess. I would have failed because I was like, no, I don't feel like dying today. I mean, me during most of this movie was just like, what is happening? Yes. And then at one point I was like, who was Catwoman before her? Did this cat pass the torch? And I was like, I guess ask and I shall be answered because that kind of gets answered later. But like, Kind of. Was somebody operating as Catwoman before her? I don't know. It, it doesn't, doesn't really the, seem like Ophelia was. And no one, like... She's like, more of, like, the keeper. The news reports are, like, this woman dressed as a cat. They're not making any reference to someone else in the past having been dressed as a cat. It seems like a well, novelty. Well, they did, like, in the 40s and stuff. Oh, well, that's true. But I just mean, like, I don't know. And it's getting passed through this cat midnight. Yeah, it just... It seemed like a novelty to the people of this unnamed city, and not like, oh no, here's another Catwoman. Well, it was like back in the 40s. Yeah, but what about, but they had the picture of Selena Kyle, so like, what's the deal with that? Oh, I guess right. we're not in Gotham. Because that would have been like, not even, or it would have been about 10 years ago in universe, you know, for keeping continuity, which they definitely are not. But you know what, maybe it's good she went out on, on the roof or on the AC unit, because then she wouldn't have met the guy whose name I've already forgotten. I keep calling him Eric because that's his name in Miss Congeniality. I literally just forgot it. His last name's like Lone. Isn't it like, is it like Tom? Yeah. T 
Tom Loon. I, I've already forgotten. I mean, very forgettable guy, but good enough for Halle Berry. I had, like, no notes about, like, plot. Like, <laughs> she's already died, I think, in my, where I am in my notes. Well, so we have this whole, the, the whole crux of how she actually becomes Catwoman. She finds out that the uh, Bu- Bulean Terrible kills name. people, or doesn't kill them. It just makes them look horribly disfigured if you stop using it. And so, of course, she is trying and failing to deliver her art project and uncovers a corporate conspiracy, and they respond by flushing her out of the world's biggest water pipe. Like, I don't know what facility they were in. Also, you noted that it seems to be maybe next to an airport <laughs> or in the middle oh, of I nowhere. Oh, I thought it was an airport, but then it was just like It's just a in lab. the middle of nowhere. Super weird. Not where she works. I don't know what the deal with this company is. And the there's like an action scene where she's being chased, and it's just the editing is just like all I could think of was like the editor of this movie must have just been on cocaine and was like everyone else is also on cocaine, so I have to like do my cuts as fast as I possibly can. I felt like everybody was Nightcrawler in X Men too. Yeah, yeah, like like boom, boom, boom. Just, yeah, yeah. Every, like there's a scene where she's on a motorcycle. I don't know why I just said motorcycle. So weird. But she's just racing through the streets. And it's like you can't even see her. It looks like a fucking watercolor. Everything's just super blurry. It's cutting really quickly. And it's so loud. I I don't know. It was like so in your face. It was all flash. Zero substance was the editor's goal for this movie. Like we were like, did this guy do music videos? The director. He, he did not, but this was his second movie of the three movies that he did. Yeah. One of which was in French, one of which was a TV movie. And then Where the hell did they find this guy? He mostly did visual effects or something, you said? Yeah. I don't, I literally don't know how this guy ended up doing this movie. It doesn't make any sense. I guess he was available. <laughs> Whoever's free. He must have been, like, dating someone yeah. or something. Yeah. I also, like, I had a note that I was like, I don't like the CGI cats. But then I saw something that was like, they tried their best to not use CGI cats. The cats are fine except for that weird, like... They zoomed into its mouth. Death scene. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't like that. Also, in our, you know, history of Egyptian cats, she Ophelia says, this is like a really rare blah, blah, blah cat. The rarest breed. It's the most basic looking ass cat I've ever seen in my whole life. It's it just like a gray, like stripey looking cat. It looks like a cat. It looks like any cat. Any house cat. Yep. <laughs> but she's like, trust me. She's probably just, she's just lying. She's like, you don't know anything about cats. Also the catnip moment. We already kind of talked about it. That caught me so off guard because at this point, like, Patience has come back to life, but... Is returning midnight to her owner. She's not... She hasn't done anything weird yet. She's, like, doing her thing. Maybe she, like... I think she slept on, like, the counter or something. That may have been before this. But the the catnip. She just, like, has her hand all over her face. And she's just, like... And I, she really looks like a cat. Which I is, mean, again, a testament to Holly Berry's she's, acting. She's acting her ass off to be as much of a cat as she could, but it just, it, it's not good. 
It was embarrassing. It's good acting, but like the end result is just no one should have to do that. I shudder to think of how, how many times she had to do that. Scene. Yeah. She's like at home being like, how can I best emulate being a cat? And then, of course, she quits her job. And we get what classic line? Let me try the remix. <laughs> I was in the bathroom at the time. I came back out and I was like, okay, I guess she quit her job. And Molly's like, we have to rewind this so you can see what happened. And thank God we did. Because this is where she really starts to take a turn. And I was going to make a critical note in my notes at this point. be like, why does she have like a split personality? But like, I do think that this was like what Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman established. Yes. It's like this, it changes, it brings something else out of you. So I was like, okay, fine. I'm not going to get mad about it. But like, it was still a tough hairball to swallow. <laughs> Oh, I got to I got to up my cat puns. We're going to keep that going. Um, yeah, I I can I can forgive it. It's like you have like your inhibitions are loosened. Your ability to make cat-based sexual innuendo goes up like 500%. Well, she's very like sexually repressed. Like this is definitely like a psychotic episode that's happening because yeah. she's got a lot of issues. I mean, she definitely does and there's also like there's there's some event in the past that led her friends to giving her a leather outfit, which I have a lot of questions about. I mean, maybe her best friends ever. I mean, yeah, I I, <laughs> I think so. Are there any better friends than that would give you a, a very expensive, presumably leather jumpsuit? Yeah, in case of dating emergency, the box says. Um, also like so. She, she does the remix. She quits her job. And the entire workplace explodes into applause. And I'm like, why the hell do any of you work here? This is presumably a big city. You can work other places where the boss isn't a complete asshole. This is before the market crash. Yeah. You know, like we're doing, we're riding high. Of... What are we doing? <laughs> you don't know what's going to be coming in the next couple of years. Get out while you can. Generally speaking, I am very uncomfortable with all of her cat-like tics. Um, I think this came at like the point Like how she eats food? Well, this was when she hissed at a bunch of dogs. Oh, right. And Alex Borstein is just like... Passes can we, out. Can we talk about this? And then passes out before she can ask more questions. Because what the fuck was that? <laughs> Again, just she's trying so hard. And... I have my note on the one scene that I had seen from this movie. I was dizzy. Yeah. I had to look away. It was that it was that bad. Can you imagine seeing that on like a movie theater screen? I think I would throw up. No. This was the of course the basketball scene where she she rolls up to apologize to Officer Tom for standing him up on their coffee date which she missed because she was busy getting killed and comes across him like is he teaching no he's not teaching he's like he's like doing a scared like, street thing to students yeah i don't i don't know but you know they they're going outside they're like let's play some basketball and then for some incomprehensible reason a kid is like hey one-on-one -on -one, but not not him 
This kid's like, I don't want to play basketball. I want to watch you and this random woman that I don't know play basketball. And they take that as implicit permission to do whatever the hell that was in front of a bunch of children. It was so long. So long. It's And it was absurd. like half in slow motion, but half like sped up. Yeah, it was like... <laughs> it was like a montage, and it was like being sped up, and it was like in real time. I don't know. I mean, she was traveling the hell out of that ball. Like, she made one basket that entire time. She's just like throwing it around. When she like prefaced it with this like cat jumping off the side of the building thing, I was like, okay, so we're going to see her like discover some of her cat-like reflexes, but it was just like a weird, you know, love and basketball scene. (laughs) So try out for the Harlem Globetrotters is what it was. But then it wasn't that. Look, it was was an experience. I mean, I'm not going to tell anybody to go watch Catwoman unless like you want to get really drunk and watch it with some of your friends. We were sober. Stone sober. You should at least watch the basketball scene because I think that gives you a pretty good idea of how the rest of this movie is and why it has a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I do think we, we talked about this yesterday. I think I, I could be wrong, but I think this is the lowest scoring movie that we have uh, done for the pod yet. It, it undercuts Batman and Robin by 3% on. Rotten I'd rather Tomatoes. watch this than, than Batman and Robin though. Yeah, I think they're both entertainingly bad for different reasons. Um, I still think I, I think Batman and Robin might still win it out for me, but I mean, you know, Wikipedia says it's considered one of the worst movies of all time. So is Batman and Robin. You know, we're an equal company here. Most of my uh, notes here on out are just random lines that were said. Give me, give me one. Perfect <laughs> idea. Also, like on Jesus that note, Christ. so she does these like weird rolling the R things. Like, is the whole movie just like sound dubbed over? Like it's it, probably. It doesn't sound good. It. Yeah, they they were probably like, no, like don't worry about it now. Like come back, we'll do it later. Probably got a vocal coach to come in. You know, I don't even think it's her doing it. She looks like she's in pain every time she does the perfect thing. (laughs) I mean, it's really hard to do and to do it loud. Every time she does it, she realizes what she's gotten herself into. So she does that, and then she surfs on a man's body. Oh yeah, yeah, she does surf that guy for like a good fifteen feet. With very little momentum. I mean, she wrecked those guys. But also, like, I guess, can she stick to walls? Or is she just, like, fast enough that she's bouncing off walls? She doesn't, yeah, I don't she's, think, does she have her claws yet? I don't know. She's not sticking to the She's just, like, walls. launching herself. Every, I know, but it it's kind of seems like she is at some points. Uh, I don't know. And she has, like, a weird, you know, she's like, I'm going to go... I interpret it as, like, she's going to go rob this place. And then she's like, okay, I guess I'll help the store because they're going to get robbed by these other guys. But then I was like, I guess she's just taking out her competition. Yeah, no, she's definitely robbing them. And then Patience feels bad and returns all the jewelry. Yeah, just a very abrupt transition to a life of crime. 
or crime fighting or both. Right. Like, I don't know. Do cats like shiny things? Because, like, she stops at the window and looks at that necklace, which I guess I, is, like, the establishing. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. And I think even even before that, you know, we, do, we have this thing where uh, she goes to confront her neighbors about their incessant late night partying. But I'm like, is this just a bar? Is it just a bar? Or do they have they retrofitted this like huge loft? Because she also lives in a massive apartment. Have they retrofitted their loft into a bar? I think it's a bar. Because there is a bar. So you live next to a bar. You can't go to a bar and be like, can you please turn the music off? I mean, maybe it's not. I don't know. I was just like, (laughs) Patience Phillips is a NIMBY. You move next to a bar. You're mad That's when the, why she's you're able mad to when the bars open. That huge <laughs> yeah, apartment. it's like the uh, you know it's like Matt Murdock living outside. Like you know he's got the billboard that's blazing light into his apartment. I don't I don't know. These Google searches you already talked about them. They're insane. I mean I can't even do it justice. It's just like the the most basic knowledge. Like what are you hoping to gain from this? They're cats. They've been used as icons, but, like, what? what is this going to tell you? Like, do cats have superpowers? <laughs> that would have been a better search. Lisa, like, let's get down to the, the crux of this. We don't, we don't really care about cats as a concept, do we? So, I guess the other things that are happening plot-wise are Alex Bordenstein's in the hospital because of this cream, but no one knows it's the cream. Also, she shows none of the side effects of, like, her face falling apart, which is apparently what happens. Um, Sharon Stone is trying to run the company, but is being pushed out by her husband, who's sleeping with the new model, but he apparently doesn't know of the stuff that's going on with the cream, or he does. I don't think he does. I think he's just, like, I think he kind of does. He He doesn't know the specifics. She does. And then, um... He also just spends, like, the first half of the movie being like, uh, my wife, Sharon Stone, you're so ugly now. You're old. Like, you've tried, but you're you're old and ugly, and it's time to move aside. He should be so lucky. Why is she with him? I... No idea. No idea. The money? And then we get to this plot point. White Russian. Hold the ice. Hold the vodka. Hold the Kahlua. Which the bartender is more than happy to just... He's into it. Here's your cream. That's what he says to her. Mm. And then watches as she, like, licks it up. I was just happy that she, like, drank it and didn't just, like, stick her tongue I in. I thought she was going to. <laughs> they probably did that and they were like, you know what? I think we've we've crossed a line here. Oh, and also in the background, the police force led by Mr. Congeniality is like on the tail of Catwoman because did she kill that? No, the one of the scientist guys shows up dead, but that was really Sharon Stone. And then they're like trying to figure out who it is. And do you know what science they use? Oh, I know. Uh, the, the scientists in this universe have developed a, a, a method of determining people's personality traits through their handwriting. And it's the best shit I've ever seen. It's almost an exact science as bite marks, which is also very commonly used in these true crime things. 
like this is something that you're wrong about. One of my favorite podcasts should cover because like being like I can determine what someone was thinking at the time of their handwriting is an insane thing to say. As he just said, handwriting science is not an exact science. So I'm not even sure if I can match up these handwritings. But what I can do is tell you the entire personality of these handwritings. But I can't tell you if they're the same handwriting. But That's like, too specific. But but look, the, this R means that the person has a wild side. Uh, so and the way the, the curve of this Y represents guilt. I could not believe that that happened. I couldn't believe that I hadn't heard about it. Because this was some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen in a movie. But honestly, like, this is what people do in real police work. Ugh. And I'm using heavy quotations real, around police. Real police. Uh, insane. And they they played it with a totally straight face. When they said it's not an exact science, I was like, oh, thank God, they're not going to like do this bullshit. They did a worse bullshit. They also did, like... Instead of fingerprints, they had her lip mark on a glass that he took from her apartment. Yeah. And they compared lip marks. I'm like, fuck, what? about what? DNA? What if she was wearing chapstick one day? So it's all, it, this is, it makes no sense. It's also, your lips aren't a fingerprint. You don't have a unique <laughs> lip mark. This, the, I, I think it's canon to me that the police in this city are just completely incompetent and they don't understand how anything works. They don't, they don't know what fingerprinting is. So when they go to, to they go to look around a crime scene, they, they see if they're drinking anything or if they've written any notes on a post-it and that's what they go off of. The jails of this city are filled with a billion innocent people who were just writing notes and they were like, see this X? That means you're a murderer. Also, like, Mr. Congeniality's gut is like, it's definitely this woman I'm dating. But you know what? I'm going to just push that aside. And I think we should go out again. <laughs> Let's go on a Ferris wheel. Uh, like, you know what? Yeah, you know, murder, bank robberies. I'm, I'm good. Can't be her. Like, All I'm, signs I'm, I'm taken. Pointer. I'm taken. Which also he says after one date. Oh, yeah. Tom is desperate for love. He's a hopeless romantic. He's becoming a dirty cop for love. Um, but this is why I don't ride Ferris wheels. Yeah, never, never again. Between, you know, if what's the what's the meme? If I had if I had a nickel for every time someone got stuck on a Ferris wheel in a superhero movie, I'd have two nickels, which isn't that much, but it's weird that it happened twice. So between this and Spider-Man Far From Home, it's like such a low stakes, like getting stuck on something situation. It's like the the kids in the tram from the first Spider-Man movie, but like not as bad. Yeah, but I feel like it's also been like a lot of movies. And then they always it, go from the, the Ferris wheel to the like mirror maze yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for sure. They didn't do that in this movie, but I'm, sh- I'm kind of shocked they didn't. Just do all the tropes. Um... <laughs> Just uh, the the chewing noises got really they really got to me, and I'm not like I don't have misophonia. I don't have misophonia. It usually doesn't grate on me that much, but the scene where she's eating all that sushi, I was like viscerally grossed out. Oh, I didn't watch. I didn't need to watch. I it. Heard it, was the, it yeah. I'm not gonna do it. I, I'll cut that from the pod. But uh, I, I do. I saw a piece of trivia that 
you know, of course, like, no one's going to sit down and eat sushi like that, even for, like, one scene. You just can't do it. So I, I think she was eating pieces of fruit that were, like, painted and textured to look like fish. Thank God. I would eat fruit like that, probably. <laughs> sure. I mean, that, that's a little less gross to me than just the massive amount of fish that she was ingesting. Meanwhile, the, the cop is just like, mm, like, do I regret going on this date or am I into this? A little bit of both. Yeah. She's partnering with Sharon. She she does partner with Sharon. And the part the only thing I noted on this part was gotta have a crotch phone. <laughs> Sharon's like, I'll call my phone. So you take my phone. And she puts it in her crotch as she's walking away. <laughs> You don't do that? <laughs> Gotta have a crotch phone. Gotta have a crotch phone. Um, at one point, she, like, jumps out of a window or falls out of a window. I can't remember which. But she lands in the middle of a street and almost gets hit by a car. But I'm oh, like, right. That car has the best brakes I've ever seen. And that guy has the reflexes of a god. And how Of does, a cat. Of, well, yeah, but of a cat god. And how does Patience Phillips thank him? Steals his car. I'm like... This man could have run you over and, you know, would have had no explanation. Like, this woman dressed in cat bondage gear just fell onto the road, but no. Like, he clutched it. And then she has to gate crash the theater. Oh, yeah. This was just rude. Also, we get, like, one scene with this, like, new model chick, and then she's never seen again. Don't, they were just like, fuck it. We don't, we don't need to have her in this movie that much. The theater stuff is crazy. Yeah, as we put in the beginning of this. It's just. The, like, weird banter. The the back and forth, it's not good. It's, at one point she's like, you work really, you must work really hard at your job. And I was like, is this a. What do you say? Are you just like complimenting his work ethic? Yeah. Like, no, I don't mean anything by it. Also, she's just like, I mean, I know that she's still like a new vigilante, but like when she escapes, she like jumps onto the stage. I'm like, are you trying to attract as much attention as possible? Like, what's your game plan? We got this whole thing where Sharon Stone kills what's his name. Kills her husband. Frames Catwoman for it. Yeah, it really scratches them up. A decent plan on her part, I will say. Um, Because, you know, like, who's going to trust the woman running around with the cat? Tom will, but, you know. Oh, my God. Tom Cat. You think think it was on purpose? Yes. I definitely think it was on purpose. I can't believe they never, like, just flat out said that. Oh, my heavens. Oh, gosh. Okay. The, the layers to this film. My God. Did So Sharon Stone just, like, all of a sudden is, like, killing people? Like, I just... This is quite the the switch, I feel like, even if she's, like, evil. She's killed, like, three people. <laughs> just, I, to be fair, though, like, we don't know. Like, maybe she's done other secret killings I mean, in the past. why you know? has she waited to kill her husband this whole time? I guess because... 
the the, the product is going to be released, so now she's like, "You're you're of no use to me. Like we'll be fine after it releases." But maybe she like needed him to be like a public face. Yeah. Until she was she was done with him. I mean, like I said earlier, she's doing a great um, performance. She is. And you know they have their they have their big fight. Her and Tomcat. Or her and Sharon. Her and Sharon. It's I've I've lost track of like where I where I am. Well, but you think it's game over, but it's actually overtime. Which like she said that and I was like, oh not a cat pun. Like there's all these like jokes the, the like remix that I'm like, what, if you're gonna do that, doing? do the cat pun, but don't do it just like <laughs> it's overtime. Like what is this what is this one liner? Like who wrote this and was like like guys, I've got it. This is gonna be the the sickest comeback. I did note one line that I really did like a quote where she really turns it on Tomcat and says, "Remember when you? What did you see when you first met me?" And he's like, "A woman rescuing a cat." She's like, "No, you saw like a woman that was like about to jump off a building and like un." unwell and then she's like but i really was this like other thing so like she really twisted it like i look like one thing but i'm really not and like i don't know i just really like that perception thing that she pulled good job patience she she came through that one time she scratches sharon stone up a bunch and then uh, throws her out of a window. Although Sharon Stone was... F- she tried to save her. Okay, sorry. She did try to save her. She says, I'm not a villain. No, she says, I'm no murderer, <laughs> but I'm not a villain. What did she say? I don't know. Something I don't, along I don't remember, lines. but you're right. I'm no hero. She, I'm not a murderer, but I'm also no hero. Because she, she drops because she, she stopped taking the... She saw. Well, no, fa- she cracked through oh, the marble. It was, it was looking, you know. looking rough. Um, but Sharon Stone was beating the shit out of her. She like was like kind of like stabbing her in the stomach with a pipe. And I was like, this is deeply oh God, unpleasant. It was horrifying. Like this is, this is surprisingly violent. Um, you know, and they, when Sharon Stone falls out of this building, I thought that they definitely just like took a mannequin and threw it, but it was actually a stunt woman that did it. And she won an award for it. It was a 220 foot fall. Good for her. So, yeah, great, great job. Um, yeah, so that kind of wraps up the movie. Patience Phillips is like, you know what, Tom? Tomcat. We can't do this anymore. I, I gotta go do I don't my belong thing. in this world is yeah. really kind of what she's saying, and that is true. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I hope she keeps up with Alex Bornstein. They have a great friendship. Which actually kind of brings me to my, my last note upon reflection. And watching this movie. And and I think the reason that I like it more than Batman and Robin, it's very female centric and they do a really good job of like having almost every main character be a female. Like we have a female villain, female hero. We have the best friend that's a female, like, and they're having conversations that aren't just about men. Like, I think that that is like something that we hadn't seen and don't see again for a long time. That's very valid. Like we very rarely get a female hero and a female villain. Yeah. 
we were we rarely get female villains in general so yeah. like that was kind of refreshing and i really enjoyed that aspect of the movie yeah i get that and it is a shame that we don't see that very often because uh you know just to add on to that point like this movie bombed but it was the highest grossing female-led superhero movie until wonder woman came out yeah because there weren't any others that's a 13 year gap so yeah that tells you a little something and then how much longer before we got uh, Scar Joe? Well, I mean, yeah, that was 2020. Was four years after that, so 2021. I don't, what other female superhero movies have we covered? On the pod? Yeah. None, <laughs> I don't think, unless I'm forgetting something, but I don't think so. I mean, there are very few, so. It, it did at least accomplish that, but it's a shame that they couldn't do that and also make a good movie at the same time. Because I think, if anything, it, it made, like, the people that, you know, the, the real studio assholes that were like, people don't want to see this, gave them ammunition. But it's because yeah. they didn't put any work into making right. it a good movie. Like, so. who wrote this? Like, three people, I think, were credited as writers. All men? I think they were men. Just, I mean, guys, this movie was a, a trip. This was one of the most, like, entertaining, entertainingly bad movies that we've watched so far. Yeah, I thought it was more fun to watch than Batman and Robin. Like, Batman and Robin, I was like, oh, this just sucks. Batman and Robin is too long. This was, like, this was almost too long, but I, I, I might, you know, I, I might be able to be swayed. I don't know. Um... There's there's one there's a great piece of trivia for this movie. Oh, we also have Electra. That's the other female movie that also didn't do well. That's right. I mean, yeah. What else is well? We're gonna talk about Captain Marvel, but like, yeah, but that came out. It was so much later. Yeah. Um. So of course, this movie came at a time in Halle Berry's career where she was she was doing well for herself, and she. The I think same, she gets the Oscar the next year. The same year, oh, okay. I think, um, for Monsters Ball. So we have Halle Berry in the same year winning an Oscar and a Razzie. You know the Razzies? Yes, I'm familiar with Razzies. And Tell the listeners. The the Razzies, I think they're they're short for like... Um, they're bad. They're for bad yeah, it's, movies. It's like the bad movie awards. The, the Golden Raspberry Awards, they call it. Like... Yeah. And get- they... They do it like every year, and there's always, yeah, there's there's stiff competition. Uh, Wikipedia tells me that Sylvester Stallone is the most awarded actor ever with ten awards won. Madonna is the most awarded actress. <laughs> um, so Halle Berry won the Razzie in two thousand four, or you know the award ceremony in two thousand five for Catwoman, and in a very uncommon move. She accepted her award herself. She actually for went the Razzie? to the Razzie Award. And There's did been a it. couple of actors that have done that. Not many. Not many, because a lot of people don't have. It's embarrassing. It's, yeah, but I think I want to. Wow, good for her. I want to watch. Does she I, have a good sense of humor about Catwoman? I think so. I want everybody to, to hear her acceptance speech because I think it's very funny that she did this.
<laughs> the best acting of her life. Truly an iconic moment. Yeah, I mean, she's a, a goddess for doing that. I Just, it takes a lot to like own up to that extent. And like, yeah, there have been other people. She's that on did top it, of a like, pyramid there. Oh, yeah. That's another. <laughs> another another cat adjacent joke, I guess. Uh, I have no other. I don't, I'm not coming I mean, with the cat puns. Cat's got your tongue. Oh, my God. You're on fire. Um, I don't have anything else to say about this. I don't, do we have, do we want to do head to heads? No. I don't. No. I really don't. We don't. We don't. We don't need it. Um, you know, I hope someone is awaiting a No Way Home style Catwoman movie where Michelle Pfeiffer and (laughs) the way Halle Berry and now Zoe Kravitz team up to Either um, fight crime or steal stuff. You just described a perfect movie. I would love to see that. All right, well let's let's go. Halle Berry Redemption. Hell yeah. That, because that's that's the only way that that this movie can have any any sort of legacy going. They forward. should have had Halle Berry be Zoe Kravitz's mom in this last one. Do you know what that would have done to people? That would have been the funniest shit imaginable. It would have been amazing. Okay. My mom, Patience Phillips. <laughs> That's what she did after she she left the the regular world. She became a what well, was she, a dancer at, at okay. forty four below. If she had just said Patience, that could definitely be a stripper's name. <laughs> yes, uh, the Phillips maybe not so much. Yeah, no, drop the Phillips. It's it's pretty it's funny, Kyle. but yeah. Um, I mean, what a what a time this was. Can I, can I say that our movie for this week was originally going to be Joker? And we were like, we don't really feel like watching Joker today. It's a bit too serious. So let's watch him lighter. <laughs> this is what we got. We chose correctly. We really did. This is what we needed, uh, you know, on a, on a regular Tuesday night. Got nothing going on. <laughs> let's watch Halle Berry's Catwoman. I hope you all give it a watch. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts. It's. Perfect. <laughs>